one of Tulane one. doesn't have. I was. That's so weird. You're gonna say Tulane, or you said Tulane because I was gonna say Tulane. Really? I was gonna say Tulane calls him and he just hangs it right up. Because, yeah, because they don't have a five million dollar yeah. collective to offer yeah. him a million dollars. You know, like nothing against Tulane, by the way. No. Yeah, let's get it. Mobile podcast. Today, um, this time it'll be February first. Now there's 31 j- days in January, so this will be February first. Bro, it's been this the longest month ever. It really has. Pe- has. I feel like people. I've seen. I've seen a tweet like someone put out. Oh, this is the sh- this January went by like that. I'm like, no yeah. way. It's crazy how like people have totally different perspectives. Like it's just all about like what's going on in your life. But yeah, man, I, I agree. This, this this month has been very. There's long. no way. I feel like they'd have to be being like sarcastic because everything I've seen is like, um, this has been the longest month, and there's like four and a half weeks in the month. Uh, so I mean, it's been. You know when I realized when our paycheck didn't come in on Friday. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's when it really hits. Uh, uh, I just think it's that time of year, you know. It's like everything's dragging. It's like yeah. the sun doesn't or the sun sets at what five thirty, six o'clock. So, but it's starting mm-hmm. to starting to hit that stride now. It's gonna get. I, see, I keep seeing posts like, in thirty days the sun will set at seven o'clock. Like keep your head okay. up, and I'm like, all right, I will keep yeah. my head up then. Good. Um, stay positive. I need that. Yeah, you gotta stay uh, positive. But uh, thank you all for tuning back in. Welcome back for episode three of the Mogul Podcast. Uh, we have a we have a few exciting topics to touch on this week. Um, obviously, man, running the podcast it's it's it, it makes you stay up to date on current topics, right? And obviously, you and I we're both building Mogul, and when you're building a company, uh, you kind of get lost in the sauce. For a bit, for lack of a better way to put it, of just like the day to day grind, um, and you me know, I personally, always, I have to stay on top of it. So I'm always on socials. I'm always, I know, I have to be in yeah. with the know. But yeah, you, I can, yeah, yeah. You kind of just get lost, and you're doing too many different things. So it's cool to kind of get a refresher of what the hell is going on in the world, especially revolves around sports. But the first thing I want to talk about, man, which I'm excited about to see the um, to see the evolution of, because I think. Um, I think, you know, live sports and sports in general and, and specific athletes has, it's become a commodity to kind of want to get behind the scenes footage of these athletes and their lives that they live. For sure. Right. Um, and we're seeing the value of live sports with what Netflix is doing with WWE, but um, how it relates to NIL is that uh, Amazon Prime or Prime Video just greenlit um, a documentary series that's going to be following four of the top 10 NIL or three of the top 10 NIL earners in all of college sports. Uh, and they all actually attend the university or uh, Louisiana State University or LSU for, for lack of uh, for a better way to put it. Right. More common term there. Um, so. This is gonna be awesome, man. I think, Sick. Sick. like, especially yeah. and obviously, it's gonna have a, a, a pretty honed in, um, you know, overview of NIL, right? Because that's what this is. That's what this is about. That's what these athletes are are excelling in, and obviously, they're sports. But when you think about, you know, 
Olivia Dunn, right? Sure. You think about Flaugé Johnson. You think mm-hmm. about Angel Reese and Jaden yeah. Daniels. Like those are four of the biggest names in all of sports, not just college. For sure. You know, yeah. so it's gonna be awesome. The first thing that comes to mind for me is like, well, a couple of things. But the first, the very first thing that comes to mind is all that you see these athletes doing, like day in the life, like behind the scenes, like vlogs, like that's what is getting them the most engagement. And that's what's like so many athletes, college athletes are building their brand off of. Yeah. Now we get to go like fully in depth with these. It's not just a brand deal. Exactly. <laughs> it's not just a brand deal. They're going to be following them around all season. Like, yeah, you thought people were interested in that stuff. People are going to be going crazy for this. People are going to eat this up. So I, uh, I mean, was, Flaugier Johnson, rapper, rapper. I know. Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy ceremony, right? Probably yeah. highlighting. So, but you're the the cool part about it is like, all right, you've seen, you know what Flaugier has, what she's doing outside of basketball, right? But you don't really know what's going on with Jaden Daniels outside of basketball or football. Sorry, yeah. but. Uh, so you get to see that from him. You get to see these other sides of these, or even Livy Dunn. Like, we don't know her, like, personally. Like, you see these people on social media. That's, like, kind of one thing. But, you know, you don't really get to see them behind the scenes and, and what they're actually going through on a day-to-day basis. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Um, prime video, man. You know, and just talking more high level about sports coverage. I mean, you think about the NFL as well. Like, are you privy to like how many broadcasting deals the NFL has in the conversation of like, like the NFL is just splitting all of their attention up across, you know, you know, Fox, CBS, ESPN, Prime. It's just because everybody wants a piece of of an athlete right now, and, and for sure, you know. So obviously, NIL just continues to add add to that. Um, and the final note on that is they're calling it. The money game. My thing blacked out. What blacked out? My light. My thing. I'm sorry. Your light? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my ring light. Nice that'd be a nice little outtake. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the final thing on that is that they're calling it. I'll let you go. Oh, now I, I shut my screen off. The money game. Yeah, uh, yeah the money game. I like that. It's a nice. That's a nice name. Yeah, it's a good name. So. It's a strong name, but yeah, but yeah I'm, I'm excited ex- for that. Yeah, I also was thinking about when we were out at Elite Eleven. They were doing a documentary, right? Yeah. Where, where's that at? Any word on that? I don't know where that is. <laughs> well, <laughs> we was, were who, told not to get, not to take too much content from that. But Jaden Daniels was there, which is why Tommy brings it up. Jaden Daniels was one of the uh, counselors at the Elite Eleven, which is the the ultimate high school quarterbacking competition. Uh, for Nike this summer that we actually sponsored. Um, but. Right. My other question, is this going to be fo- – because is Jaden Daniels, he, is he going back to LSU this year? No. he's Right, he's so, this, draft, already, so this, this is already is, recorded. Like, they've filmed this. Yeah, I th- I th- I, that's a great question. Um, and, it's, and it said, like, the 23-24 season. So, Yes. I think it's. I think they've already recorded it, right? And they're probably going to have some, you know, members of the content team following him through, obviously the Heisman ceremony, sure. and then draft process potentially, and then obviously the draft. So I can see this coming out in like the summer, right, or like yeah. early fall, well, um, because I mean, both 
the, all the other the women have to figure, finish their their uh, seasons. Yeah, then then you know the editing process and all that takes a takes a long time too. So you know we'll see, but excited for it. Absolutely, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that one, and then just kind of sticking on the the female and women's sports topic, right? What TCU has done um, is no short of extraordinary. And um, I've just been kind of, since I met her, Sedona Prince, who is- Since you got dunked on by her, you mean? If you want to show them the clip. Gonna have to right stitch here. that in here for Perfect. sure. Uh, yeah. Sedona and I, and were you there, Tony? You were down in- I was down there, yeah. I didn't get, I wasn't privileged. Oh, I sent you the clip. Yeah, yeah, and then it had to go right up on social. I wasn't privileged uh, to be there for that moment. I wish I was. That would have been awesome. But uh, That's not a privilege. But, yeah, shout out to her. Shout out to her because she's a pioneer in this in this whole thing of NIL Absolutely. and being a Absolutely. content creator and having a story. And So Sedona transferred from Oregon down to TCU last year. And um, TCU, after a 14-0 start, um, Eventually, maybe what two, three more games in, they they had to have they have to host an open tryout uh, for the women's team, which is crazy. I don't think um, I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Like mid season, like a, such a high after being fourteen and zero and top twenty five. Yeah, that too. Country. Like you're undefeated. Yeah, that's you just know, ridiculous. So. Like how unlucky do you have to be with injuries? Yeah. So she. So she. If you guys want to go. Find more out about the, 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 the deal. Sedona is on TikTok. She talks about it, right? She goes down initially um, with one of her fingers being shattered. Uh, the point guard te- tears an ACL on, some, on a non-contact injury. Backup center after Sedona gets an MRI and has a, uh, gets a season-ending injury. And then a few other teammates go th- like have foot injuries or feet injuries or whatever it is. And then, you know, then they have to cancel games due to the lack of depth. Um, and then they, you know, host this tryout to, I mean, fill up, fill up the roster. I mean, wild, right? And then it's crazy. And then one, and then a volleyball player actually steps up. Um, I guess she was a former basketball player in her in her past life. Um, I was told that they found multiple state champion hoopers on campus. Oh, word! Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's like that would be wild. That's wild. That's that's what I heard. Yeah, that there's. I think they signed three girls as walk-ons. Yeah, yeah, three. And I think a couple of them won a state championship and whatever. I think they played high school wow. basketball and they won state championships. I have to do more research that on my end. That's my that's my fault. Apologize. To no, girls, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, talk about diamonds in the rough. I mean, you're just looking for some – looking for a walk-on and you find state champions. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's like – have been a high school team and you're like the varsity run, like you've never seen this at a college level like how, when can you ever like oh we're gonna grab somebody from jv you know yeah, and i'm just gonna throw i'm them trying up. to remember when i've when i've heard of this i definitely heard of like like a quarterback like an open like a, trial like a, no no like a fourth string quarterback being in the stands and getting pulled from the stands to come play right yeah it's something like that yeah that yeah. you know like something that crazy um but just thinking about the tcu team like now you have nothing to lose like I kind of right. think of this as like, all right, now we're kind of the underdog in every scenario for the rest of right. the year. Like, let's go win games and like, just play our butts off. And you know, some people who obviously may have not had the chance to play early in the season, 
Now it's God's way of telling them, like, hey, this is your opportunity to go make the, the most of it. And I think as a college athlete, that's really all you can ask for, you know, so. Yeah, I think that uh, I think you should be a, a coach, Brandon, with those words. Those are some wise words right there. I think that's exactly what the coach should be telling those girls as they walk out every game. But You know what I was thinking before I went to bed last night? Why haven't, I, why haven't I thought about coaching as a, as a career? Why not? And I just think, I just think it's not a it's not a um, I won't say it's not conducive to the life I want to live it, like and it prim, prim, primarily revolves around wanting a, a family a happy family uh, yeah. you know through the ages of, of like 30 and 50 yeah. but you know I won't say it's not conducive to that because I've seen it happen right but um, but there's a lot coaching is a lot and and especially if you're at the college level Tommy you're traveling you're recruiting there's no off season yeah. you know and um, mm-hmm. uh, it's a commitment I, and you can't yeah, you can't half ass that it's not there's no you know no and you start at the bottom of the fucking exactly barrel. yeah exactly that's yeah, have you ever I mean, thought about it have I ever thought about it yeah. no I mean I just I would love to to be in a role like that but I just don't think I know enough about the sport. About, I mean, if I were to coach any sport, it would be football, just because yeah. it's just the most fun to be around, in my opinion. Like, I, I mean, I've never been in like a, a basketball practice environment in like you know like a varsity level, but yeah. you know, football practices are fun. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah in high school anyway. I've never, I never went to a college, a college. I've never been in a college practice. That's that's one thing. But I just feel like there's a certain level of camaraderie and like. Being in a locker room, like you talk about all the time, I feel like there's just – there's nothing like that. So, yeah, I would – I mean, could I see myself doing it? Probably not just because I don't know enough about football, but I could also see myself, like, you know, pushing myself to, to do something like that and, and learning enough to, to, to one day do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. So, speaking about coaching – Tennessee yeah. is under NCAA investigation for NIL violations across multiple sports. And this, um, in my very um, basic understanding of what these NIL violations Yeah, I can, I can explain it a little better. I was, about, little, I was doing is, a little more research on it. I mean, but, it, it, it involves inducement and recruiting. Um, yeah. And yeah. which is, it's just going to be a fine line, Yeah, you know, no matter which way you cut it. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, if you want to go into depth on it, yeah, I mean, it seems like the NCAA is just kind of singling out Tennessee. Um, ah. I mean, maybe not singling out isn't the right word, but like, because there, there are there has been uh, obviously other allegations, but there's just no like, I don't know. It's such a gray. Like, if you're not going to set like f- actual rules. Like, how yeah. do you expect people to not try to find ways around it, number one? Or, I don't know, like, there's all this gray area that you talk about, like, people are going to find ways around it unless you eliminate that gray area. And yeah. I feel like that's what's happened here. Like, people at Tennessee are like, we, at least this is my understanding from what I've read. It's like they kind of tried to... Um, 
whatever was written, they kind of tried to, what, I don't know what the word is, but like whatever was written, they were like, that's. Enforce it? No. Um, they tried to like finagle the system almost. Like, <laughs> finesse. like hey, you could just say finesse. finesse. Yeah, I guess finesse it. Yeah. But they were, they're like, hey, this isn't how it's written in stone. So we're just going to do it because it's not written in stone like this. You know what I mean? All right. Well, let me read you this, because this is where I think these types of violations come into play, um, which is kind of like, all right, a little bit messed up by the NCAA. But in May 2022, the NCAA reinforced to member schools, Tennessee is obviously a member school, that using NIL benefits to, as recruiting inducement violated its rules. At the time, the NCAA amended its policy with plans to retroactively investigate improper behavior and NIL collectives involved in recruiting players over the previous 10 months. So another thing that's important in this case um, is that uh, Tennessee was already under, um, they were under, they're already under rule violations um, be, uh, which which happened under Jeremy Pruitt from 2018 to 2021. Um, yeah. But uh, what else? Very strongly that it followed all NCAA guidance related to NIL. Obviously, each school is going to claim that they followed every guideline to the T. But like you and I know, man, this, this thing is, is a very thin line between inducement and mm-hmm. what you can what you can. You yeah, know, tell an athlete of like how much athletes are made. Like, so my thing is like, what's the difference between if Tommy, I'm recruiting you to Notre Dame, right? right? Let's not use Notre Dame. Let's freaking use. This is this is exactly what I mean though. By they're like towing the line of like, yeah, we're not actually using this as inducement. We're just gonna like tell him this is how much he's gonna make when he comes here, right? Or like, like my my example was gonna be like, yeah, the quarterback is currently making one point five billion. Right. And yeah, we have a tiered system for seniors, juniors, right. sophomore, freshmen. Right. So and it usually ranges between two hundred fifty thousand to like one point five million based on your your age. Like, you know, so basically, it, it's just a very thin line. Um, yeah. And uh, and their argument can, in that is like, well, we're not actually doing what you're telling us we're doing. Yeah. But they are <laughs> technically. At the end of the day, they are, but in a court of law, that's not going to hold up, right? Yeah. Like Tennessee's yeah, winning that case nine times out of ten, or ten times out of ten, I guess. I mean, well, we'll see because obviously, like, what was it? I think Miami had some crack, you know, crackdown on their law on their. Uh, yeah, and FSU just recently too. FSU, like you know, schools are starting to take, or the NCAA is starting to take a little bit of action again, more so retroactively investigating. Um, this next point is also important uh, for everyone listening uh, when it comes to how schools can be involved in NIL. So bear with us here as I read this. In October 2022, the NCAA clarified its rules on the role that schools can play in NIL. It said that school personnel, so coaches, compliance officers, whether it's like, you know, for someone at Notre Dame, it might be a guy like Chris Stevens, who was the founder of Keurig, right? And who was, you know, like... He's somebody that, um, you know, could speak to like business ethics and like being an entrepreneur and just like has a business savvy, right? So somebody like him might be on these. Uh, but they say it said that school personnel, including coaches, can assist 
an NIL entity with fundraising, so collectives, through appearances or providing autographed memorabilia, but cannot donate cash directly to those entities. School staff members can school staff school staff members also cannot be employed by or have an ownership stake in an NIL entity. Um, uh, but the NCAA ruling came after Tennessee and other states passed laws permitting universities to have direct and public relationships with collectives that pay their athletes for their NIL. Once again, the NCAA legislation followed behind state laws and not the other way around. So, like, you know, um, it sucks for Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like they're just kind of making a. <clears throat> I like it, making making a what's the word a uh, making a uh, excuse no a uh, why can't I think of words like ever <laughs> <laughs> well a, in this case a lesson like making a lesson out of them yeah Is making that, a case yeah. out of them yeah, yeah. for sure um, but you know I think Tennessee's going to obviously go through a thorough process with the NCAA and show that they already had state laws in place before the NCAA came and permitted this type of interaction. So um, we'll see what comes out of that. Uh, hopefully have an update for you, you know, maybe next in the next week or two episodes from now. It seems like, though, that just the NCAA is kind of, well, I mean, obviously, the, the NCAA is just so stuck, you know? They're so stuck in such a yeah, past time, like, and they yeah. can't... Uh, realize the fact that these athletes the recruiting the market value of recruiting or recruitment of the yeah athletes like there's an actual market value to it right like how else are you going to recruit i mean free agency right you talk about a market value on, on a player i mean it's very similar right now you know that's just where we're at it just is what it is yeah like you're not gonna you're not gonna get a caleb downs like there's some conversation. Do you see on. how many phone calls he had? Do you see that? Yeah, 102. 102 phone calls. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's like, I would have expected more. I don't know. I don't know. Like <laughs> one from like, like every coach. Phone. I don't know. Yeah, but like, a, but these people are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. But then you think about like what schools can actually even like almost afford him now is what you have to say. Right. Yeah. You know, like these like. One, Tulane doesn't have. I was. That's so weird. You're gonna say Tulane, or you said Tulane. Cause I was gonna say Tulane. Really? I was gonna say Tulane calls him and he just hangs it right up. Yeah, because they don't have a five million dollar yeah. collective to offer yeah. him a million dollars. You know, like nothing against Tulane, by the way. No, but but that is so weird that you said that because I was gonna say Tulane. I don't, I don't know, know why, why the Green Tulane. Wave are on our mind. But <laughs> here they are. All right, in this segment of campaign highlights of the week. We have Splintech. Splintech is a nasal flare product that gently expands your nasal passageways to increase airway volume up to 58%. I have personally been using this nasal product during my morning runs and I've honestly loved it. It just sits in your nose. It widens those passageways and air flows right through those noseways, baby. Uh, the second one we have is Circle K. It's the gas station and convenience store that everyone knows about uh, mogul athletes are going to their nearest store and capturing some of their favorite late night snacks and uh, creating some really cool content so tap in with our athletes tap in with us on our social media pages to learn more about these exciting campaigns green wave 
And maybe oh, some shit. illegal some illegal activities. A ton of money. A ton of money. This guy, you could probably pronounce his name better and I'll let Kayshawn, you say his name. I honestly think it is Booty. Kayshawn Booty. Yeah. What happened to him? Illegal online gambling. He got arrested, I believe, because I think he was under the age of twenty one. Um Oh, that's a thing. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Um he was he nineteen. Yeah, you got to be 21 to gamble. Um, so how the heck did he get his He probably ID? He probably used, like, that's a great question. I really don't know. But the other funny part of it is he put, like, the bets on his own. Yeah, like, he the account was under his, I forget what it was, but it was something. Keishon Booty 01. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, um, KB7. I mean, I'm sure his, like, Instagram tag is, like, Booty TD, like, KG Boy or something like that. But, like, that is, you know. Yeah, you could spot that from a mile away. And he won some dangerous types of money, right? Like, what was? Yeah. It? So, here's the numbers. He bet over 8,900 times, which that's wild, dude. Yeah, it's the, they did the math on it. It would be 22 and a half bets a day. So, and he for over five hundred thousand dollars. Including on himself. He, so he bet on himself. He bet on himself to score a touchdown and receive over 82 and a half, over 82 and a half yards against Florida State on September 4th, 2022. And he only had two catches for 20 yards. And after the game, he erased <laughs> his social. Really? Um, yeah. So there was, there was one game or one clip on Twitter I saw recently of Jaden Daniels. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, consoling him. Yeah, I uh, saw that too. I think it might have been the up, same game, honestly. When they were up big, and it, everybody was like, you know, he definitely lost his bet or something. Know, yeah. Mom's, mom's calling. Oh, mom's calling. Got to answer. I'll be text her. Um, but yeah, yeah so, man, wild stuff. Like, so he. 8,900 is the number that gets me. Like that's that's, that's, that's I, crazy. I don't even think I've ever. I mean, most people haven't even won eighty nine hundred dollars, let alone bet eighty nine hundred times. Um, <laughs> so he deposited over a hundred and thirty two thousand dollars into the account, <laughs> and he won over fifty five or five hundred and fifty thousand. But he like you know was keeping most of the one money in there and he would put it on other bets. He deposited 50,000 into his bank account. Um so he got Where do you get 132,000 dollars from? <laughs> I mean, NIL was around. So I mean, Oh, I, was it? It was 2022, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he bet on himself. I mean, the games were ranging from like 2021 to 2022, I think, or like maybe it was 2020 to 20, I don't know, but It's another good point. I don't know where he was getting the money from, probably Collective. Under the table from LSU, but no, um, no, no. If NIL was effective, then it was over the table. That's what we support. Well, of course, that's. <laughs> but you know, before twenty twenty one, that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. how it goes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, that's just hilarious. Like, you always see these stories come out, and I just betting on yourself is. I couldn't even imagine the the anxiety of betting yeah. on yourself. Like that's just. That's, I mean, you feel you, you feel you, shitty already not having a good game. Just right, <laughs> exactly. Down. Yeah, and then you're like, 
I couldn't imagine either, right? Because you already have all this pressure on you to perform. And then, you know, you have additional pressure when you have money on the line on yourself. And it becomes a mental thing more than anything else, right? Of like, for sure. You know, you might end up yelling at somebody. You might end up yelling at your quarterback in this case, or like, like that meltdown. Your coaches are like, and then someone for like, I hate when, you know, a receiver comes up, up to you as a quarterback and like, get me the ball. And then you try to force it. And, it's, and then it becomes a turnover. It's like but how many times have you seen that though? Yeah, it's so like, often, and it's like it's like a Stephon Diggs or like um, AJ Brown for AJ Brown. Yeah, it, like Jalen. AJ Brown does you, it all the time. He I did promise it. you, Jalen does not like throwing. Like especially right after you come off and yell at me off the sideline, mm-hmm. bro. Why would I throw you the ball? Like, <laughs> like you think I'm you think I'm not trying to throw you the ball? I hate I hated that. Yeah. It's like you're my best receiver. Of yeah. course, I want to throw you the ball, but like I'm going to go through my progression as I'm coached, right? And if it's not there, it's not there. I'm not going to force it. Yeah. And if you come off and yell at me, yeah, it's even going to deter me even more. To, it's know? like, dude, so. Nick Bosa is in my freaking face, bro. Like, right. can you calm down? Like, I'm trying. Or, or you're just getting bodied by who? Like somebody? I don't know. Jair Alexander. Yeah. Know? Or yeah. Or you're just not <laughs> open. Like his whole thing is always open, right? Though AJ Brown, I'm always open. Yeah. So, but a crazy amount of pressure, just wild numbers around that gambling. I hope he gets help first of all, right? Like we're not trying to make fun of him or anything. I just no, it's obviously a initiative. He's 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 on the Patriots now, so he's was he a first round draft pick last year? I don't know. I don't know, but um, obviously he got arrested, so. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what yeah. the situation currently he is. Was the, he was, he was 187th in the sixth round. Oh, all right, <laughs> first round draft. Quite off, Thomas. I don't know where I got that information from. Probably just the back of my head. But yeah, best of luck to him. Hopefully, uh, that doesn't. They got a new coach over there in New England, so hopefully he doesn't uh, doesn't get the boot. But speaking of big numbers. Kansas. I, I love that every time, every every segue. Everything has to be a segue. Speaking it's, of it's which. Speaking of. <laughs> nah. Let's just jump over to what yeah. we want to talk about next. Yeah, stay. Enough of that. That's right. Enough of this uh, uniformity. Um, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Um, Kansas is not playing in their home stadium next year. They're going to play four home games at Arrowhead and two at Kansas City Children's Mercy Park, which is Sporting KC's uh, home field. That's the It's an MLS team. So they're spending $448 million to renovate their stadium. That's a lot. It's the college um, football team. I know, but that's a lot. Kansas? Yeah, Kansas, that is a lot. That's a lot for Kansas, I feel like. We spent that much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's, was the whole renovation of like, like all those. You remember the the big three buildings that we put up around the, the bowl? Yeah, that was four hundred and like fifty five million dollars. Damn. So like, that's it. Is, that's all you guys could do with that. Couldn't do anything more. What do you mean? Is that sarcasm? We <laughs> put up was, fucking was three big ass buildings, <laughs> and then we also had forty million dollars. Shit's to put expensive, up bro. The new uh, practice facility, but 
Right. I didn't like. That's crazy, right? Like, I, want, I would love to see the 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 origin of all that that money because. Right. I mean, this is this conversation goes into nil spending, but there was a recent data pool that showed that um, donations into athletic programs uh, rose, I think, roughly thirteen percent uh, year over year. Right. So, like, considering oh, wow, considering nil and collectives and people thinking that money's going to go elsewhere outside, you know, mm-hmm. it got to go to nil. Like, it did seems you like see, did you see what UNC is doing? They no, came out with their collective, I believe, came out with a. Let me look that up. So this is going to have a capacity of eighteen thousand. Oh, at the park. Yeah. So that I thought was 000. that I thought was super interesting. So their home field, going back to the the uh, yeah the Kansas playing at Casey Children's Mercy Park. So Kansas's home field currently holds forty-seven thousand fans. That stadium holds eighteen thousand. That's a significant drop off. It's like um, thirty thousand less fans. Well, it's only two games. Like they're not going to be. They're probably counting the year as a wash in terms of like ticket revenue, maybe. But who knows? I just think it's going to be a quiet, quiet in the. Uh, it's going to be an advantage for whoever's playing against them. Huge advantage. But anyway, I want to get back to that UNC thing. Hold on one second. Okay, so Heels for Life is their their collective. And that's their football collective. And they wanted to hit a $1 million mark for that called Hold the Line to get the, the players to stay, which is just wild to me. I mean, but it is like the like we why is talking it wild? about. What'd I you love, say? I said, why is that wild? I love that. I, I, love I know, no, I just think Michigan it's crazy. did the same thing. I just think it's crazy, but like this is it's a day and age, baby. I know, I I, I know. I'm just not used to it. You know, <laughs> it's a day and age. You but this is all new. Like this campaign. is the first year that this type of things. I don't think it's bad. Like I don't think it's crazy bad. I think it's crazy good. Like it is crazy. Like we haven't seen this before. Like it's crazy. This, yeah, I don't know. Maybe crazy is not the right word, but no, it is. It is. Uh, it is different. It is. Um, yeah, it, like, you know, we need to see if it's going to be sustainable. Right, because I like, think I this mean, could be. Maybe this is like this is UNC's like. You know, if this doesn't work out. Yeah, well, they're not retaining Drake May, so, like... Yeah. Who knows, you know? Well, my whole point is, like, they this whole conference realignment thing, the ACC is not, you know, making well out of it, I don't think. So... Yeah. Um, I, I saw something that came out on Twitter, too, today, that, um, you know, North Carolina is trying to... making their, their starting ways to, to, to part ways with with the ACC as well. So that should be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But um, last thing on the list here to cover, I saw a tweet today that I thought was interesting. Brock Purdy, apparently, do you think he's the, the, is he the lowest paid starting quarterback in the league this year? 
Do you know that? Yeah, probably hundred. Probably. Probably about a hundred percent. I mean, you think about guys like Kirk Cousins, Kyler, Kirk got Fields. paid. Um, <laughs> Brock Purdy was the sixty-fourth highest paid quarterback in the league this season. Wow. Sixty-fourth highest paid. Sixty-fourth highest. So yeah. So sixty-fourth lowest. Whatever. So. That's, yeah. I mean. So he, He's still on his rookie deal. That's just what it is. What it just is what it is. That's how it works. But um, Outkick I mean, yeah. is the source where this tweet comes from, and they said Brock Purdy made eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars this season and just got the Forty ers to the Super Bowl. Twenty-two college players earned more than him this year, even though most of them didn't do anything noteworthy in their respective seasons. That's not okay. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's probably not like, yeah. So, my first thought goes to like his potential incentives that he has, right? Like he's probably coming away with at least close to two million dollars, right? Especially right. if he comes and wins the, you know, he goes and wins the Super Bowl, then he, you know he probably has a big bonus, big incentive, mm-hmm. at least of like five hundred thousand dollars. So. Um, what is it? Twenty-two college players earned more than him this year. I, Even yeah, though I, most I of them, this is this this is the guy's quote, or this is Outkick. This is the source that I'm getting it from. This is their tweet. I just quoted. I just wrote it down. Even though most of them didn't do anything noteworthy in their respective seasons. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Uh, claim. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it was definitely like kind of clickbaity, but it's just like. I mean, I get what he's saying, right? Like, taking a, taking a pro, an organization to the Super Bowl is a big deal. The amount of economic impact that you know San Francisco's going to see, um, not so yeah, San Francisco's seen and you know what he's meant to the city. Um, it's it's an easier kind of way to look at you know what what someone's valued at or what someone's value is worth. Versus some of these college athletes. Um, yeah, and I mean, the NFL also like, has a collective bargaining. You know, they also have, like, they have a union, you're unionized. So, yeah, they, that's that's how this works. You come in, you make this amount of money, and then for the second contract, you make X amount of money. Yeah, I, I, think, feel like, it's, I think it's an awesome story, though, man. Like, Mr. Irrelevant, obviously, sure. you're, you're on the base contract, rookie contract. I, I, I'm very curious to know what the minimum rookie contract is today. Like, it, was, it used to be around 600000 Really? What is the minimum? That's a lot. Bro. Yeah. Like, to be lot. on the 53-man? Yeah, you're still making... Oh, all right. Well, that's See, not look, it's... The minimum salary for NFL players with one-year experience is 870000 Rookie, 750000 So, like, how these much, guys are making much, a lot of money. No matter how much what it is to be on a... Uh, NBA roster. I think it's a little bit more than that. But, you know, either way, Brock is going to be just fine. He's going to sign a crazy deal. Mm-hmm. What is this? His second year? I think this is his second yeah. year. So he has two more years, unfortunately. That's wild. And, and people are just going to keep crying about it, too, for two more years. Can't, rest- can't restructure I'm curious, like, when Brady came into the league, so he was like a six-round pick, right? I'm not even yeah. slightly comparing Brock Purdy to Brady because that's not even close yet. I would imagine right. it's like $200,000 minimum a year. 
Right. Maybe. But at what point, and maybe even you don't know this, I might have to look it up, but at what point did he, was he like, all right, I need a con, like, did, I feel like back then it wasn't ever like, the, I just feel like the media didn't get involved in these type of things. Like, yeah. I feel like it was just like, all right, he'll get, when the time comes, he's he'll get paid, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't you know, think he kind of Conch... broke on, burst onto the scene too. What's that? Yeah. I don't remember what year he broke onto the scene, but I also don't think contract and like, conver- yeah, con- contractual conversations were such of importance like they are, right? Like I saw um, Kevon Thibodeau talking about, you know, Saquon's contract, like Saquon should have got paid before Daniel Jones. Um, and someone was just like, yeah, these, these conversations weren't really being had, especially about your teammates. Right. Um, but. Um, yeah, especially like you see, uh, what's his name? You see T. Higgins and uh, who's the other receiver for the Bengals? Uh, Jamar. Jamar Chase. They're like grilling Jamar Chase. Like, oh, do you think that uh, what are those? The uh, the nerds bites. Yes, nerds. Fire. They're like grilling him. Like, oh, what do you think? Like, you think T. should get paid, or do you think you should get paid? Or like something like to that effect. It's like, oh, they were. Bro, like, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Like, you think I'm gonna say no? He shouldn't get paid. Like. Right. Pay me instead. Like, no, he's right. not going to say that. Like, why do you... These media Could people... Some, yeah, exactly. Media people sometimes are just robots. It's like, what do you... What do you expect them to say? Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Who do I have winning the Super Bowl? Yeah. I'm not picking against Mahomes again. I'm, I picked against him in the... In the divisional and the conference, and I lost money. It's just stupid to do it. It's just wrong. It's like picking against Brady. Exactly. I actually said on Christmas to my family, I was like, Mahomes already over Brady, like now. <laughs> a couple of drinks in me, but, you know, I was just, next morning I'm like, ah, that was, that was kind of stupid. But now I'm like, should have, should have stayed on my laurels. Like, <laughs> Stu's, yeah. uh, Stu's going for what? Super Bowl number, is this, is this three? Or is this four? It's three. It's three. So, in year six. In year six. Say I, I saw something that like say him and him and uh him and Andy stay together for ten more years. Yeah, but I also saw something about Belichick or somebody replacing Andy, which I think would be a devastating blow to Pat Mahomes in his career, but who knows? I just think that I think you I just think when I heard that, I got scared that Pat is not going to stay on the same trajectory because such a big part of Pat's success is the play calling and the offense that they're that they've been yeah. running right and putting him in positions or putting the defense in positions that are confusing I agree um, and the playmakers that they have and I think Andy Reid is the best to utilize that type of talent so I, yeah I mean I hope he would at least stick around for another you know three to five years yeah. Get them like if if they don't get another one, or if they get this one this year, like at least get another one more. You know, four. Yeah. I think I think Pat has to. I don't. I can't say this. You can't say he has to get to four to be, you know, compared to Brady. Because uh, I think when you think about just quarterback play, he's already there, mm-hmm. right? Like pure just quarterback talent. 
You, might you say be, the same about Aaron, though, right? And then yeah, it might be above him, but like Aaron only has exactly one so championship. Like, but like if Pat gets four, I think that's where I, my mind goes. Is like Pat needs to get four to like just be you know considered the all-time goat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Not just talent-wise. The one thing I'll go back to is like, well, if you know if uh, Tom could do it without Belichick, you know maybe. Mahomes mm. could do it without Andy, yeah, so you, know, you never know. But that's uh, that's for another day. I actually looked up. Brady was drafted in 2000, and he won his first Super Bowl in 2002. So he got he got he got it right off the rip. I mean, he was due. He was he could have he could have asked for more money right after that Super Bowl, right? Yeah, but like, I don't know. I know. I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah, I guess it could have been more of a. I mean, maybe it was. Maybe it was a big story. Maybe they, the media made a big thing of it, but I doubt they did. You know, maybe and, Brock Purdy's on that type of trajectory. This is his second year. Maybe, maybe is. is 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 he? A, no, he's not a California boy, is he? I don't know. I know he went to Iowa State. I don't know if you'd go to Iowa State if you're from California, but we'll see. I just I just like to think all uh, all quarterbacks are California boys. I don't know why. Just if I don't know where they're from, they're just. What do you mean? I'm, I'm such an East Coast. I'm a greedy. If, if I just don't know where they're from, like ah, probably from California or Texas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Cool, man. Well, uh, that's a wrap for this week, guys. Stay tuned for our campaign highlight of the week. Or campaign. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that in the middle. We're gonna do that in the oh. middle. So. Stay tuned for nothing. Stay tuned for the end of the episode. Stay, stay, stay tuned for next week. I was, trying to get, I was trying to close it up pretty officially, guys, but Tommy ruined that. So, yeah, stay tuned for next week. Um, and uh, thank you for joining this, this week's episode. Uh, let us know what you want to hear next week. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.